me enjoying the fact that the Ukrainians are killing children coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. I just want to preface what I say coming up. Um... Because, you know, I think you can hear my voice. I hope you can. I, hope you can. I, I, think, I think I'm a, kind of an open book, but uh, I enjoy the fact that the mainstream media is lying and the Ukrainians are doing terrible stuff like, you know, murdering civilians and killing some of their own. And you shouldn't enjoy the death of anyone. I mean, war is funky. It's just a bunch of numbers. Like, oh, this side killed a thousand. You're like, yeah, that side killed ten. You're like, no. But in any case, I just, I enjoy what I enjoy, and what I really enjoy is the mainstream media being shown to be a bunch of liars, again. Ever since Trump, and ever since Black Lives Matter, and ever since whatever, they've been a bunch of liars, or deceivers, or misinformers, or whatever word you want to put on it. And I think this Ukraine war has shown them to be the same as they've been lately uh, another time, so... I enjoy it, and I just, uh, I don't know, I'll criticize myself later. Maybe. Alright, I'm going to jump in here after I made the whole podcast, but uh, Russia is going after Mikolaev, the city of Mikolaev, which is the city that's next to Kherson, so... Ukraine is going after Kherson, which is heading into the Russia territory. Russia is going after Mikolaev, which is headed into the Ukrainian territory, so it's all at the the... Caspian Sea or whatever whatever ocean they got there. It's all at the end of the giant Ukraine river that heads into the ocean. That's where all the fighting's going on right now. The Ukraine war has kind of died down lately. There hasn't been um, any big, you know, relatively big cities taken over by Russia or liberated by Ukraine. Like, I don't know what Russia's doing right now. Uh, you know, maybe they're regrouping, getting ready to do some other big thing. Well, basically, they're either doing nothing or they're getting ready to do some big thing. We don't know. And then I think Ukraine is trying to take back Kyrgyzstan. Kyrgyzstan was kind of the the importance, the first important city I think that Russia took over. Um, it's important because it's on the river. I forget the name of the big river in Ukraine, but there's the big river in Ukraine that supplies water or used to supply water to Crimea. Crimea, a river, indeed. Right, let's go over that just just to remind myself. I'm I'm sure you remember all of this perfectly, but so Crimea is it's basically an island, although it has a teeny bit of land that goes in between it and the rest of Ukraine. So call it a I don't know what a peninsula. But it was it was Russian, basically it was Russia's Florida, like all the rich people in Russia. I think from I don't I don't know if it's for the last you know 300 years or whatever, but. All the rich people in Russia, when you know, when they would have a nice summer vacation, they would go to Crimea. And I think, like, especially like people of Putin's age, you know, rich Russians that are, I guess, now about seventy years old, they have fond memories of going to Crimea as a child. Anyway, so anyway, Russia really wanted that thing back. They gave it to it was always it was Russian originally. They gave it to Ukraine. Don't quote me. Maybe in the fifties, and then they wanted it back. But now Crimea. Maybe it's more like Cal, you know. Maybe it's more like Russia's California, but in any case, it was kind of a desert. But they built a bunch of canals that took water from um, that the the Ukrainian river that I don't remember the name of, and it took a bunch of water to Crimea, and it made it a beautiful place. You know, a desert a desert with water that you that humans bring in is like it's the best thing ever. You get the great weather, and you don't die of thirst. 
And so Kherson is either the last river, or sorry, the last city on that river, or it's the important city on that river. Maybe, I think it's the city where the canals divert some water from the main river over to Crimea. So anyways, that was the first thing Russia did. Like, Russia's been pissed off ever since they started kind of the war with Ukraine in 2014, because the first thing that Ukraine did was they they, they uh, concreted in the dams, or sorry, canals, and cut off the water. Like, oh, you want your you want your beautiful Florida to vacation in? Well, no water for you. You're fucked. And Crimea is also surrounded by like oil and natural gas and all sorts of stuff. So, anyways, Russia wants it for multiple reasons, and they just haven't been able to enjoy it. They got it, and they can't enjoy it because the water was cut off. And then again, again. Well, first off, you can't trust anything that comes out of either side. Ukraine is a bunch of liars, just like Russia is a bunch of liars. But, you know, sometimes it's, you know, a few months later, or sometimes ten years later, you find out, oh, is that really what happened? And so a lot a lot of Ukraine has, like, people who support Russia in it. And I think Kherson maybe had some, you know, some of the high-up people in Kherson were on Russia's side, and they, like, Whatever, they helped Russia take over Kherson real quick, right at the beginning of the war. And Ukraine is starting to, like, arrest people as traitors and... Well, yeah, basically. They're going around, looking at people, arresting them as being traitors in support of Russia. I don't know if they're the Kherson people, but they're just... They're looking for traitors. They got a lot of traitors. If you're a Russian who's been living in Ukraine for a long, long time, and you support Russia, and then you do something in support of Russia, uh, makes you a traitor... You know, it, it, it depends on, basically, it depends on what army comes to your, comes knocking on your door. This army comes knocking on your door, they're going to give you flowers and a pat on the back. This other army comes knocking on your door, they're going to throw you in handcuffs and probably kill you. But in any case, so Ukraine is trying to take back Kherson. Basically, they're trying to take back the water. They want to control the water that goes to Crimea, the thing that Russia is just absolutely desperate for. And so they haven't taken it back, but that's that's their move right now. And then, like I say, we're waiting on Russia's next move. And so, you know, how do you tell if a person who says America's racist is lying? Well, their lips are moving. But anyways, there's there's some interesting stuff going on with, you know, the facts about the Ukraine-Russia war. I think we're, I don't know, five months in, six months in. And so for the first uh, three or four months... All the mainstream media, which is the only place you get your information from, um, myself included, they got their information from something called the Institute for the Study of War. And I think this is a Washington, D.C. think tank that is paid for by military contractors, you know, the military-industrial complex. People who want the government to take taxpayer money to buy weapons to send it to Ukraine. Anyways, those people pay for the uh, Institute for the Study of War, and then whatever those, you know, they put out a press re- press release every day, and then that's how, and then the, and the mainstream media would just say that's what happened. Like, oh, they'd be like, oh, there was a war in this town. And then the media would be like, there was a war in this town. And they'd be like, the Russians were very, very bad. And the media would be like, the Russians were very, very bad. And then for the first, I don't know, three months, it's changing now. First, th- I'm not sure. About the first three months... You know, you know, the New York Times, whoever, all the all the mainstream media, they would send reporters over to Ukraine, and then Ukraine took all the American reporters, and I'm sure foreign, you know, French, whatever, took all the reporters from other countries, and they put them in a building, just one single building. They didn't let them go to the front lines. They just put them in a giant building, and then each day there would be some Ukrainian, I don't know, military press release guy who would come out and tell them what was going on. 
And they'd be like, we're fighting over this city and the Russians are very, very bad. And then, so you know, be like, okay, information from the front lines is they're fighting over the city and the Russians are very, very bad. Now, I'm not saying the Russians ain't very, very bad, but I'm telling you the people who tell you the Russians are very, very bad are doing it because, well, because they don't give a shit about telling you the truth. That's, that's not why they tell you that. The American people, they do it because they want to make a bunch of money, and the Ukrainian ones, because they want a bunch of American money in the form of weapons sent over there. So basically, anyone who's making money off of this war can't be trusted to tell you the truth, which then means there's, there's virtually no one that you can trust. And I kind of said all this before. I think maybe I did a Ukraine-Russia war update, I'm not sure, about a month ago. And I'm sure it's probably pretty similar to what I'm saying here. This is actually for my own edification. I'm like, I forget. I forget what the hell was going on there. What do they care about? Oh, right, water. Oh, right, oil. Oh, right, everyone's lying. So I will have an update. I will have an update here in a bit, but uh, I guess I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep going, <laughs> reminding myself what the hell was going on. And so the mainstream media people who were put into that building and only allowed to just, whatever, hear whatever the press release guy said, uh, I think it's been a month or two when they've, they got tired of it, you know, like NPR, etc. New York Times, they're like, you know what, you can't just put us in this building. We're not going to play your game anymore. And they're like, you got to let us go out and see the war. And so they have been going out. They have been going to the front lines, seeing the damage, etc. But I think... It's also at the time that America, I think, doesn't care that much anymore. I think America is getting ready to care about the midterms, or else it's the summer. I don't know. You know, maybe maybe America cares about getting laid, or maybe it cares America cares about American politics. But uh, you know, the latest information about Ukraine is no longer leading. I don't know. Like I listen to NPR. It used to be the first segment of every single episode of uh, Up First, the morning uh, summary podcast that I listened to was about Ukraine and I don't I don't think they've mentioned Ukraine well they've mentioned Ukraine maybe once a week now and it's not the first segment all right so that's all information that you should know if you listen to me and remember or I should know even though I forget so here's the kind of here's the stuff that's been changing is that people you know mainstream media NPR like whatever I don't listen to MSNBC or I don't listen to anyone other I don't listen to any other mainstream thing other than NPR and they are starting to change their tune about how they describe stuff and I believe you know NPR is like way far to the left they hate Russia because of the you know because of the whole Russia Trump hoax everyone who's woke hates Russia now which is funny because before before Trump, if you were on the left, then you supported Russia, and if you were on the right, you hated them. Anyways, the whole thing got flipped because of Trump, and it got much more extreme with the amount of hatred. So I feel like when I listen to NPR, I'm getting I'm getting a good bellwether of how the media is dealing with stuff. And so what, what happened? Okay, what happened recently was there was some city in the Russian-controlled part of Ukraine. And in that city, they had a makeshift prison where they had taken people from the, I don't know if you remember it, the Mariupol War. Uh, They'd taken Ukrainian um, soldiers from the Mariupol War, and they were holding them there as prisoners of war. It doesn't exact, well, it does kind of matter. So the Mariupol War, that's where the Nazis are. So the mainstream media has this thing where, like, there's no Nazis in Ukraine. But, you know, you can go on Wikipedia, even though they're a bunch of woke lying sacks of shit. Um, and you can look up the Azov Battalion, which is like the 
cream of the crop of uh, Ukrainian military groups. They're the ones who are like maybe 20% Nazis. You know, tons of them got like, you know, swastika tattoos, etc. Anyways, it was those guys. It was the, it was the Nazis. So people say there's no Nazis. There are Nazis. You know, what's a Nazi? In Ukraine, a Nazi is someone who wears a lot of swastika stuff and, and, and uh, Nazi paraphernalia and then kills Russians in the name of whatever, hating Russians. Like in America, a Nazi would kill a black person. But in Ukraine, a Nazi kills a Russian. And so, you know, if you accept that someone who has swastika tattoos and murders people based on their beliefs is a Nazi, well, in that case, these were the Nazis. Or, sorry, they were the... They had 50 people from the group that has the Nazis. Now, we don't know. I think 20%. Someone, one of the, the guys who ran the Azov Battalion, he's like, oh, only 20% of our group is Nazis. And so we don't know if these 50 people, were they, they were all Nazis or they were none of Nazis, or I guess on average you'd expect that only 20% of them were Nazis. So you'd have, I guess you'd have 40 nor, not Nazis and then 10% not, or sorry, 10 Nazis. I think I left out the punchline. So anyways, that prison got blew up. And they all died. And then Russia is like, the Ukrainians did it. And the Ukrainians are like, oh, Russia did it. Well, I'll just say it. In my opinion, I think the Ukrainians did it. Now, all this stuff, right? You can't find out the facts now because everyone's lying. But I think 10 years from now, you're going to find out what I'm saying, what I'm about to say is true. But you might remember there's this big story about um, the Russians destroying a children's hospital and killing everyone and you know russians are bad 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 but i believe it turned out that children's hospital had been evacuated of you know hospital personnel and children and had been taken over by azov battalion aka nazis and so when when russia destroyed that hospital it was full of azov battalion guys but the mainstream media just believed what ukraine said and they're like oh my god they're russians are bombing children's hospitals you know like you do these those kids are about to take up arms or something. I don't know. But the funny part of that is because... So the way the war works... People don't know this. Okay, I swear to God I'm right. People don't know this. But the way the war works is like, say you got your, your battlefield line. You know, on one side is Russians, on one side is Ukrainians. What they do is they shoot giant bullets across that line at the other side. And, they, and both sides do it. It's not like... Um, it's not like Russians only shoot over, you know, like, what, are, what, do you, what do you think the Ukrainians are doing? I guess there's the question. What do you think the Ukrainians are doing when they're on their side of the line? The answer is they're shooting back. And generally, I mean, now they're starting to get better weapons that America's given them. But generally, you know, you got like a giant gun and someone's like, okay, do, do three kicks, clicks to the left and do ten clicks to the north and then shoot it off. Like, oh, you missed. You hit the, you hit the building next to it. Okay, then four clicks to the left and eleven clicks to the north. And the answer is you, you, you zoom in on the thing you want to kill by seeing where you miss. You're like, oh, you hit it to the left. Oh, you hit it to the right. Okay, go right in between those two things. And of course, everyone puts their military right next to children's hospitals because it's very useful if the enemy kills a bunch of kids. You're like, what? We're so innocent. We're not bad, bad, bad. We're just hanging out next to this children's hospital, and then they, they blew up the children's hospital. We didn't do it. But in any case, so that's what's happened. The Russians were falsely accused of blowing up a children's hospital. Actually, this is a month ago. I still haven't got to the punchline, goddammit. Anyways, <laughs> the Russians were falsely accused of blowing up a children's hospital. It was full of Nazis. 
And then the Ukrainians actually did blow up a children's hospital in the Russian-controlled part. They could say the Russians shouldn't be controlling that part, right? You know, maybe it's the Russians' fault. You could say that, and maybe you're right. Maybe it's the Russians' fault because they took control of the city, and then the Ukrainians are like, well, we've got to blow up that city, and then up, hit a, hit a children's hospital. There's a lot of video of that. But so I listened to a, a podcast where the guys, they're on the Russians' side. I mean... Whatever. I don't know. Their information seems to be correct. Like, they'll, they'll say something, and I'm like, I don't know about that. And then I'll go look it up. You know, I'm like, you know what? That does sound to be true. And so they were saying, oh, yeah, the Ukrainians blew up a children's hospital. And I'm like, I don't know about that. So I went and looked it up. And so and it, so here's the rule. Here's the rule I'm about to teach you. Like, there was a press release from the United Nations. And they said a children's hospital was bombed in or shelled. A children's hospital was shelled in blah blah city. They're like, no one should be shelling any children's hospitals. Whoops, had to burp. Anyways, I'm reading this press release and I'm like, who did it? You know, like, you know, we we I think they said we condemn all shelling of civilian things. Where I'm like, are you condemning Russians? Or are you condemning Ukrainians? And so, anyways, the answer is. If they don't say who did something, then it's the Ukrainians. Right? If the Russians shell a children's hospital, even though they didn't, they're like, we condemn Russia shelling a children's hospital. If the Ukrainians shell a children's hospital, they say, we condemn all shelling of children's hospitals. And so, anyways, with this, with this bunch of um, prisoners of war who got shelled out of existence, and when NPR was talking about it, they're like, you know, maybe Russia did it, maybe Ukraine did it. And so I think that's, that's the way to know. That's the way to actually know what's going on. If the media says Russia did it, then fine, Russia did it. If the media says we don't know who did it, then Ukraine did it. And if the media says Ukraine or Russia did it, we don't know, that means Ukraine did it. And that means a whole bunch of like, I mean, you know, gen- gen- whatever, stuff just as bad as what Russia does. You know, the killing of civilians and children and women or whatever, uh, Ukraine is doing it, they're doing it just as much. And, you know, whatever. They were provoked. What are you going to do? you got to kill a bunch of kids when Russia attacks you, possibly. I mean, literally, that might be, that might be the only option you're left with. So maybe it's okay. But it's something to keep an eye on. So there we go. I was going to talk about this for about three minutes, and now I can't stop. Twitter handle at Anti Woke Podcast, and thanks for listening.